small business owners have a big journey ahead. We're here to make that road a little easier with effective tips on everything from sales and marketing to succession. This is the Legacy Academy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Legacy Academy and tomorrow is Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. I'm your host, Justin Grice, the COO and co-founder of Real Pro Coaching. And with me is my wife, attorney Natalia Willette Grice, the owner of LCO Law and the co-founder of Real Pro Coaching. Um, I'm excited. Tomorrow's my favorite holiday. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stuff my face and I probably won't be at work on Friday. <laughs> That's all right. We're closed on Friday. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, and so last week we talked a little bit about toxic employees. Mm -hmm. And so it felt really fitting that today we discuss hiring. Mm -hmm. So maybe, just maybe, you can avoid having that toxic employee in the first place. And you can be really thankful about the people that are with you in your business. Absolutely. Um, I'm thankful for the employees that we I have. I am too. I love um, them. Alex and Julie mm -hmm. are amazing. Mm -hmm. They work hard for us. So this is a shout out to you guys. We love the work that you do. We hope you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving as well. Yes. Um, so hiring the right employees can boost your business and they like good employees mm -hmm. typically add a hell of a lot more value than they cost. Yes. Uh, well, a bad hire like the toxic employees that we were talking about mm -hmm. last week they're going to cost your business more than just their salary. Far more. Um, so, Natalia, you're a business owner. Um, when do you know that it's time to start the hiring process? All right. So I'm, I'm going to start this uh, answer by stating what is at the forefront of business owners, right? Like most business owners don't quote no, because they're in denial. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, if you're working 60 or more hours in your business, you should have hired months ago. I mean, that's the reality of it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's also essential. If you want your business to grow, it's time to have a team. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's only so much that you can do. So the, the reality is, I would say 99% of business owners are in denial. They need to have a bigger team than they have now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I've decided mm -hmm. I just, I can't work 80 hours this week. Mm -hmm. I need to start hiring. What is a business owner going to do to prepare? So uh, too many business owners think, oh, I'll just write a job description and, and, you know, kind of like uploaded to one of the hundreds of websites available for posting a job and think that's going to be it. But you need a system, okay? It's not just a job description. You need a process to receive and qualify resumes. You need a process for interviews, for training, for onboarding, and also for the reviews and accountability so that like that person that you brought on knows that they're doing well in, their, in, in what role you hire them for. Sure. And you also need to remember to have equipment ready. Right. Um, so this needs to be part of your budgeting process, too, in hiring, not just the paycheck, but the computer, the scanner, printer, whatever else you need. Whatever tools right. that they're exactly, going to right? need if for this their is, job. You know, if this is an electrician, right, like the truck, um, the duplicate equipment for the truck, um, the uniforms, all of that, that needs to be ready. Right. So when you're putting these um, these employment ads together, it, it's not like it used to be. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't just hang a sign out in front of your, your shop saying, 
now hiring. You know, it just doesn't work that way. Which we still lots of businesses do, but yeah. They still do. <laughs> I, I see it a lot on trucks. Yes. You know, we're hiring 90 cents a mile. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not, Yeah. but we see it. Uh, so a lot of websites offer, you know, you, you've seen Career Builder, you've mm-hmm. seen... Um, Monster, Indeed, Monster, you've got all those. Indeed, <laughs> you've got all these. And in my view, when you're posting these ads for employees, there, there's two things that I think are super important. Mm-hmm. A is that you are marketing. Yes. You are marketing for your new hire. So you want to attract the best clients or not the best clients, but the, the best, best employees for employees, your clients. Yeah. The best employees for your clients. Right. You need to be exciting, engaging. This is not just a Hours are Monday through Friday, nine to five. <laughs> you know, you're going to make $15 now. It, it can't be that. You're not, you're going to attract what you put out there. Um, and one other thing that is a huge pet peeve of mine, be open with your salary. So much so. Oh my I don't God. know how many times I have been like, wow, this job looks great to me. And they don't put a salary, you know, or at least a range or something on the ad. And I go to the interview and, oh, you're great. You're qualified. Starting pay is $30,000 a year. I'm like, that's not even close to what I expected. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) For the expectations. You know what I mean? And it feels like you've wasted their time. Mm -hmm. They feel like you've wasted their time. You need to put a salary requirement. But And that's also going to create a reputation for you out there because, uh, you know, the people that come to you, right, based on whatever the ad is, and you're not clear, and then, you know, they came out of that going, whoa, not at <laughs> all what I expected in the wrong way, that's going to be passed along to the community. It is. Mm-hmm. And the internet makes it so easy for, you know, potential hires to bash you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Glassdoor. Glassdoor. Exactly. <laughs> Natalia, what are uh, some other things that you think that should be included in these ads? So, you know, as you need to be really clear about, obviously, the expectations. Like you mentioned, salary. Please, for the love of God, be clear and honest and open about this. Your work culture, okay? What's the culture like? Are you going to be hybrid? What does it mean to be hybrid, right? Is it somebody that needs to be there? What does it mean to be there? And also, be explicit about your application process, right? With maybe some hoops for people to jump through that just test to see how how good they are about following processes clearly right because are they they, committed yes to getting the job yes you you might be able to equate that a little more you know when you do hire that they committed to the job yeah not just getting it well and and the thing is if you know if they if you say okay send in a resume and the heading of the email needs to say like resumes are us star, 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 right? And that's like your testing thing to see if this is particularly if it's like a detail-oriented job, right? Sure. And they don't submit their resumes that way. That's a great first filter for you, that they're not for you, they're not for the job. But as you said, it needs to be more than just the roles, right? Mm-hmm. What they're going to do. It needs to be about what your business is about. Your mission and vision and value should be incorporated into that job description because again, you're you're trying to attract the right people that fit your business right. and where it's going. Right. Um, and I think that, please, for the love of God, 
stop using cliches. No. Yeah. If you thrive in a fast-paced environment. Synergy. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We know that it's a fast-paced environment. Every job that you go to is going to be a fast-paced environment. Yes. Um, gets along well with others. Well, I damn sure hope so. Because you're going to be working with people. There are some givens, uh, certainly. Um but yeah, you know, and, and speak the way that you speak mm -hmm. in the ad. Okay? Yeah. It's okay to let your personality shine through in the application, especially if this is a very small, close-knit mm -hmm. business, yeah. right? Um, it's good to let people know what you're really going to be like as a person. Yep, yep. Be honest with them, and so you can expect honesty from them. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've put up our ad. We've gotten a few candidates that look really great. They've submitted their resume or they've submitted their application. Mm -hmm. How do we start preparing for interviews? So um, I would say first and foremost, before the before you get to the interview, right, you need to have a written process that you're going to use to interview, to hire, to onboard and train. So mm. make sure that you have that in place, right? And then make sure that you have written questions and that you are prepared with what you need to write down their answers to those questions because you're not going to remember exactly what they said. You need to write it down. You're going to be interviewing multiple people, right? You're not just going to hire the only person that you interview. Um, you need to have an agenda, okay? And be comfortable explaining, like, this is our agenda. This is what we're going to cover today. And this is our time limit for it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Um, one thing that I would say is that especially post-COVID, um, it could be that you're doing interviews online, mm -hmm. you know, via Zoom. I think it's a really great idea to record these interviews, but make sure that you're asking permission before you do so. Yes, Florida's a dual consent state, so you cannot record things on audio without both parties giving consent. So, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> um, what are some really important questions? I mean... There, there are standard questions that they're probably going to have just to see if they have the physical capability to do the job or mm -hmm. the mental capacity to do the job. But what are some other questions that you want to ask during an interview to maybe weed out the toxic people, say, that we were talking about last week? So, um, you know, you could ask something like, for example, how do they resolve a conflict with a former coworker? Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's that's a great um, way that's going to let you know how self-aware are they <laughs> as a person. Um, you could ask, for example... Um, what was a project that you took on that maybe wasn't part of your role, but that you felt was going to help you grow in that, that role mm -hmm. in, or in that company, right? That kind of shows you like the willingness to take on additional responsibility by that person. Yep. Um, and then you should be asking, where do they see themselves within a year? I don't like it being much longer than that because when people start to say like five years down the road, 10 years out, like that's too um, nebulous yeah. for most people, yeah. right? Yeah, it's hard to visualize where you're going to be in a company because you may find out that you get in there, everything looked good, but you hate the job. <laughs> well, and I mean, like, the idea is to see that this person has some sort of goal and that those goals or that goal that they're talking about aligns with being in your business mm -hmm. or at least being in your industry that demonstrates that they're interested in it not just for the money and the paycheck, but that because they're attracted to helping that kind of person or they, you know, um, for example, like, let's say it's a, it's a shoes person, right? Like it's a person that you're hiring to be a salesperson for your shoe company. Mm -hmm. um, and it's an athletic shoe stores, right? So they can be telling you like, my goal is to 
volunteer at a boys and girls club because I love teaching basketball and blah, blah, blah. So I want to be like a full-time weekend coach for that, da, 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 and a year down the road. And it's because I love athletics and da, da, da. And that shows you, okay, they have goals that are aligned with your business, right? So that's why it's important to ask those kinds of questions, questions that are going to lead to showing you, is this person self-aware? Is this person responsible? And does this person have goals that align with your business? Yeah, I know that when I interview people, I typically will uh, avoid yes or no questions mm-hmm. as much as possible. Uh, sometimes it's unavoidable, but as few yes or no questions. I mean, you want them to open up. You yes. want them to talk. And one question that I always ask, and and it's funny because nobody really expects it in a job interview, is what do you do outside of work? Yes. And it may seem like, oh, then why would you ask that? It humanizes them. Yeah. Makes them already feel like they're part of the team. And I'm honestly interested, you know? When you get along with people that you work with, it it doesn't need to be a distraction like, oh, yeah, we both play guitar. We are social creatures, Mm -hmm. you know? And having that cultural fit, uh, and that personality fit is just as important, I think, yes. as having the, the, the ability to do the job. Yeah, skills can be taught. Culture is a lot harder. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Are there any red flags that uh, you look out for when you're doing an interview? Um, yeah, definitely. So um, lack of interest, right? As we discussed in the past one with uh, toxic employees, right? Like the, it's very money and benefit centered, very little about getting to know like the company's purpose, the company's values, the the type of clientele that you served uh, or serve, sorry. Um, the goals that they talk about really don't match the role. Um, so, you know, if you've, you're hiring somebody to be a cook in your business and they're like, you know, my dream is to have a car dealership. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, but... but it doesn't align. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of victim kind of, uh, framed statements that that's something to be on the lookout for. Um, when discussing prior events and other companies that they've worked in, if they say, you know, if they put the blame on everyone else, like, oh, it was because such and so did this and this other person did that and, and never talking about like their role and responsibility and what happened in something, right? Right. And that's actually another, uh, that brings up another question that you can ask in an interview. Can you explain a time where you mis- made a mistake and how did you fix it? Mm-hmm. Because that might help you identify those toxic people right away. Yeah. Anyone who says, you know, I've never made a mistake is just (laughs) full of it. Um, And and that kind of leads into the last little note that I had about red flags. You know, anyone who's got like an arrogant know-in-all attitude, uh, you know, you say, oh, we've got this process. Oh, yes. I know that process inside and out. Yeah, I've done that before. Or I've done that before. Mm -hmm. Or I did that for 10 years. Like that, those are red flags that, ooh this person is not going to be a great one. And and it's great if they have that experience, but when they're aggressive about it or self-aggrandizing about Mm -hmm. it, it's really important to to have that little red flag pop up for you. Um, This one is, it it might be a little, not controversial necessarily, but there's going to definitely be people that are on either side of the fence on this one. Uh, But where do you come down on like the experience or, or fit for the job from, from a, practical standpoint Mm -hmm. and the culture debate. So, you know, do you hire for culture or do you hire for skills? So in our company, 
I like to hire first and foremost for culture mm -hmm. um, because many skills translate across different industries. So you can you can teach somebody who's, for example, um, made sales at in a retail level to make sales in a professional setting, right? Sure. Um, what you cannot teach is that culture, right? You can't teach the values, the warmth, the charisma, the openness, integrity. Those are things that are much more difficult to teach. So yeah, I mean, if you've got a, a job listing that requires a professional degree or a license, obviously that that's just a bare minimum requirement, Sure. but that's not enough, right? Um, years in the industry is also not necessarily going to tell you that this is a person that's a right fit for your company, right? Yeah. I mean, if you've been 10 years in a job, but they did it a different way, mm -hmm. that, that experience isn't necessarily going to translate. Right. It, it might actually be more difficult to train somebody that's been doing something the exact way. same way, mm -hmm. right? Certain way, right? For 15 years, 20 years and trying to retrain them on your system. The, you might have a lot more resistance there than somebody who's only done it a few years and is open to new ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, right, if, you've, if you're down to two amazing candidates in terms of like skill sets, the, the tiebreaker needs to be the best cultural fit. Yes, absolutely. We got our best cultural fit. Mm -hmm. What's next? All right, so, you know, Hiring isn't just like, oh, you're hired, right? <laughs> you, that, it goes back to the process, right? You need to have a process for onboarding. You need to have a process for, for training them. Um, you need to have a process for accountability, a process for growth, right? Mm -hmm. How are you delegating to them increasing responsibility in that role? Are you, I, you know, what is going to show you as like identifiers that this person might potentially be an excellent one to move upward as more of a manager position over that role, right? Or the lead, um, you know, XYC for the team in that um, part of your business. So you you always need to have processes for this. Yes, definitely. You need to have that. And one thing that I would uh, really want to put forth here is that if you make any promises, any kind of, you know, goal setting, things like that in the interview process, you need to stick to those. Yes. <laughs> you can't hire this person and then do the bait and switch thing. You know, oh, you're going to be making 50000 a year and these are going to be your responsibilities. Well, you make, you know, you're paying them those $50,000 a year, but then you're like, but you are also in charge of this, 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 and this. <laughs> Keep yeah. your promises. Make sure that you document things in your interview process, especially when you're telling them this is how it's going to be. Yep. And if there's requirements in terms of like business financial goals that need to be met before something, you know, moves on to the next stage, be clear with them about yes, what that is so that they can help you get there as mm -hmm. well, right? Because uh, the right person is going to be motivated to see the company grow along with them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All right. So, Natalia. It's Thanksgiving. Let's get the show on the road. Uh, what are three things that a business owner should do today to get ready for hiring? All right. Number one, uh, get extremely clear on your company culture. You mm -hmm. need to know your values. Are you conservative versus relaxed? Are you hierarchical or more egalitarian in the way that you were in your business? Are you casual or are you very formal in processes like requesting time off and that kind of thing? Like you just be very clear. Know thyself, right? Know your business. Um, number two, 
write down everything that you want to delegate to that role. Mm -hmm. So there's no surprises. Okay. Write it all down. Um, And number three, write down what it means to be doing that job very well. Not just satisfactory, but very well. Okay. Because you cannot get A plus players in your business if you don't define and know what an A plus team members KPRs or key performance indicators are going to be, right? Um, And if it's it's a results based position, you need to make those expectations clear, right? And like every position is is technically a results based position, right? Like if you're um, a greeter in Walmart, right? There are specific expectations for that role. If you are the marketing, um, you know, inside marketing team member of the company, you're going to have certain expectations for the role. How many of these social media posts are going on? Like, um, you know, what were the, the leads this week because of the promotion, yada, yada, right? There's KPIs. If it's, you know, the person who's like um, your delivery person, right? How did they deliver the things? How many deliveries did they do on time, right? To, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. To make it an A plus, they did this job very well kind of thing. And that's why it ties back to culture because very well isn't just the task. It's how they did the task. It's how your clients and customers felt or responded to the task being done. Like, for example, when our clients, um, you know, post reviews and they give a shout out to our team member, I immediately make sure our team members know like, hey, this was amazing. This was so great. Like they loved you, blah, blah, blah. Because you want to encourage the good behavior too. Yeah. So those are my three recommendations. All right. Um, before we leave, I just want to wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving from the LCO Law family. I know that uh, we're getting toward you know the end of the year and we just want to give uh, our thanks to all of our clients, all of our listeners and our employees as well. Yes, and thank you for trusting us for business advice. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite application and tune in every Thursday where we'll bring you more tips on how you can improve your small business. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Legacy Academy FL.